It's episode eight of the Rosenthal and Justin Lick Vanity Project. RJVP. The best Christmas present money can buy. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die. We are back. Episode eight. Getting close to Christmas time. Getting close to the end of the regular season in the NFL, which I know you're excited about, Anthony. I am. The nitty gritty. Good to be back in the studio. You seem a little touchy today, not in the quite the spirit that you usually are for a big Rosenthal and Jesselnik vanity project. RJVP. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to kind of have to wait for you. You know what I mean? I, I test my patience uh, trying to, you know, drag you along. You know, I mean, I got broad shoulders, but it's hard to carry this whole thing every week. I was literally uh, dragging you along on Friday night. That's true. We in had my, a, uh, in my car. We went out. Uh, we went out. Greg and I went out together on Friday night. Uh, asked me if I would want to come to dinner with him, his wife, his lovely wife Amica, who I adore, and his mother. Uh, his mother. F- oh, what's her name? She kept telling me to call her by her first name. She's Mrs. Rosenthal to me. She always will be. Debbie. Debbie, yes. I always want to say Betsy, but no, it's, it's Debbie. It's been a lot of dinners. You've got to get that first name nailed down here. Yeah, but I don't. I'm not a big like call parents by the first name guy. Yeah. You know, but now I'm going to have to call her Debbie. Debbie was not well. Debbie <laughs> was, uh, was, was very, very sick, which is the last thing you want to see when you go to uh, dinner with a couple of people is one of them, the one you're going to be sitting next to uh, at a Korean barbecue, which is a lot of sharing. Yeah, someone that's just true. deathly, deathly ill. Well, you didn't help it. You kind of like would give her little hugs and things like that. There's some some body. Uh, I didn't want her to make her feel bad. I I made her drink. Uh, I made her split a bottle of hot sake with me, <laughs> uh, which was not probably the best thing for her. But it, I think it helped in the moment, and then it really brought her crashing down to earth. Yeah, because uh, the hot. I think the hot helped her, but the sake ness of it uh, was was terrible for her. Anthony is definitely that friend who encourages everyone around him to drink as much as possible no matter what the situation, even if it's uh, your friend's mom who's clearly very sick. You you wanted her to drink the hot sake, the shochu, I believe. Sobu? No, sochu. Sochu, no. That came with it. Uh, soju. Soju is what I'm talking about. I yeah. should really know this. Um, Soju is the uh, is like the fake sake. Made her drink some of that. <laughs> not true. Um, yeah, it is. It's like a rice. It's not sake, but it's like a. But it's not a fake one. It's more po- It's more popular in in some. some no, if you don't have a liquor license, you can serve beer and soju. That's like a, that's like a thing. It's if you see soju on a menu, you get the hell out of that restaurant. But we had a little bit. I like people to drink with me. I'm I'm a famous comedian, so I I get down when I go to dinner. <laughs> my favorite drunk is dinner drunk. I'm not like a big sit on my couch. Yeah, that's guy, true. But when I go to dinner. We're going to rock out. And your mom was, was very sick, um, but we got through dinner, and then I said, hey, why don't you guys drive me home? You had the babysitter to get home to. I said, why don't you drive me home, and you can see my apartment. We'll have one more drink there, and then you guys can head back. Yeah. And uh, you want to take it from here? Yeah, it was like you were seducing us, except it was me, you know, my wife, and my mom. But, yes, we decided to drive It was you. no seduction. It was, <laughs> hey, this night will be more fun. If instead of going back to your babysitter, yeah. you come with me. Yeah, go check out. You just moved into your new apartment as a uh, Long-time listeners of, of the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. No, <laughs> and so we, you know, we were on our way. We kind of went over a, a little curb on the way out. Although it didn't, we you were driving. Well, it didn't feel like anything. No, you have to admit that. Yeah, and the car started going crazy on the way there, and there were lots of different theories about what was happening. But I just kept driving. Uh, eventually, got to your apartment, and uh, we had a flat tire. Flat tire, and I was disappointed. Uh, so and and your wife was getting texts from the babysitter saying you should get home right now. That's right. Your daughter is crying. For the first Never time ever, us. our daughter was requesting us and and very upset because she was sick or something, and the babysitter was freaking out. Meanwhile, we're headed in the exact opposite direction to a West Hollywood loft oversitting the city where you're gonna like try to get us more drunk. Yes, that's right. I had very excellent wine <laughs> to share with you guys, which no one drank. Um, but uh, I think I think Ellis, your daughter, was more upset that like she was that you guys were spending time with me without her. Mm. You know, I think she would just wanted to be there. Uh, but anyway, we got home and then we had to wait hours for a tow truck to come and change your flat tire. Uh, I sent your wife and mom home in an Uber. That's very nice. Um, after your mom touched everything in my apartment, <laughs> I've got a lot of books, and your mom, who was <laughs> deathly ill, just walked around touching every single book that she could. Well, I, you, I even made a joke that, yeah, try to touch as many <laughs> things 
as you can so that I get just as sick as you are now, uh, Debbie. You really had a distilled version of uh, some of my wife, Emika's frustrations over the next three or four days as my mom uh, continued to get my kids sicker and sicker. I like that, that you were almost like a pusher, though. Like the second we got there, Anthony was very concerned that we all had zinc, we all had vitamin C, that like we were going to be healthy, and you're just like shoving vitamins down our, our throats. You're yeah, the, I'm on the road a lot, so I take, I take my vitamin C and my zinc to, to stay healthy, and I am, I'm healthy right now. I, I, I took a little hit, uh, I think, because of your mom's disease, but I am, uh, I am good. So, uh, so, yeah, after a couple of hours, you, uh, you finally got out of my apartment. It was uh, <laughs> thanks for the ride. Like, well, we all time. we all had a good time, but it was uh, it was a disaster considering what I what I had in mind um, for the evening. It would have been a lot more fun. Um, speaking of your mom, I want I want to give a shout out, a non shout out wow. to my father from last week. I talked about uh, getting Penguins jerseys, and I I bought my dad this Penguins jersey from an ex Penguins player, and uh, D E S P R E S, and I didn't know how to pronounce it. I thought Despress, Despress, and my dad said, Oh, Dupuy. <laughs> so last week I said I got him a Dupuy jersey, and then a listener. Uh, one of our one of our listeners on Twitter said, "No, you meant Despress," and I did mean Despress. Screw you, Dad. You embarrassed <laughs> me. You embarrassed me, and I won't let it happen again. Despress, enjoy your jersey, Dad. No one even knows what you're talking about right now. What is? I do, Despress and story? Heather McDonald does, and my dad sure as it's hell a, knows. It's a. That was the Beat Nuts. That was that, it was like as if you picked a random part of one of the best songs from the Beat Nuts. I don't know uh, what you were doing with that. Did, is that was that the edit that you meant to put in there? I think the YouTube edit was probably different than the actual song edit, mm-hmm. which I gave him. The, this is what happens when I put you in charge of music. Yeah, never uh, again. We only have one more. We only have one more hip hop song we get to play. Uh, I'm gonna count that one, even though it was not really. Uh, it was a disaster. Uh, <laughs> a disaster that only Greg could be responsible for. Um, it was like it was the like the audio I, on my computer wasn't working today, so I did it off of my phone, and I just said, "Okay, do the first this these seconds," and uh, yeah, it didn't work out. No, it didn't work out. Uh, it's as if you tried to drive the beat nuts home in your car. Oh, give me a break! Another Jesselnik trend. You and your dad, you uh, you know, you speak very definitively when you don't know what you're talking about. That's not my no. My dad does not do that. My dad <laughs> did that one time with the jersey. Normally, he knows the sports. He knows more than you, Greg. Admit it. We're not even friends right now. All right, you were not friends with my dad. Noted. Uh, let's go into what was edited from last week. Um, Brandon, you were not here. Brandon was uh, was knee deep, knee deep in girls volleyball last <laughs> week. Uh, explain, explain what you're doing again. Tell us what you were doing. Uh, girls volleyball, huh? You're you're going from intramural basketball to volleyball, but no, it's broadcasting basketball at uh, Cal State Fullerton. That's a lateral move. All right, let's go into what was edited while uh, Brandon was out. Um, and may, maybe we'll talk about we I mean, we got in a little tiff, Brandon. Uh, that's not why you were out last week, but uh, no, it made, it made people think that's m- might have been why I was out and possibly taken off the podcast. No, you were not taken off the podcast. Uh, I mean, uh, despite efforts, uh, every effort that I made, <laughs> I knew that was coming to uh, to have it to have it be so. Um, Brandon, Anthony likes to draw out his punishment. He's just going to make your life a living hell for the next two months. Well, I yeah. unblocked him, so that should start. Ooh, you unblocked Ooh. him. I did Didn't unblock him. All right, so maybe I'll, start maybe I'll unblock you. Um, Brandon put up a clip of Greg and I dancing in between two songs, and I was like, <laughs> put it up on Twitter, and I was like, hey, is this cool? And here's the, Brandon, here's the, here's the trick. If, if you do something and then ask, hey, if this, is this cool, the answer is always going to be no. But the thing is, you're supposed to ask for forgiveness later. No, that's what I do. Okay. That's not what you do. Okay. I've earned the right to ask for and not even ask for forgiveness later. I go, that's just what I do. I'm Anthony Jesselnik. You, uh, you don't ask for You just drop plays and say, hey, ladies, do you guys understand this one? That's what you do. Uh, let's go into <laughs> let's go into what was edited from last week. Uh, an explanation of why uh, why episode six was canceled. This is episode eight, right? And that was explanation of why last show was canceled. I have been told to not, no longer try to even describe it, and no. I, I will let that go. Let's move on. Um, uh, discussion of Patterson's celebration. Um, Cordell Patterson, yeah. Yeah. Do Do you remember what what in the description? Was because this next thing I don't remember what we actually said, but then the, I, I described special teams players as celebrating everything, up to and including. And I got people asking me about this, up to and including. There is a a former dictator, who committed suicide at the very end of World War II, uh, who I like to reference a lot. And for some reason, you're not allowed to say his name, which drives me crazy. I'm a history buff. Mm. I want to talk about this guy. All right. If you go on the History Channel, they talk about him all the time. No one ever gets edited. No one mm. gets bleeped. 
And I said that special teams players celebrate this person's birthday. That's how much they celebrate everything. Mm. They love it. That's that's. I mean, it's the same. My father was born in the country that this man was running back in the 1940s. Germany. Well, I think we're allowed to that's say a, that. That's a true story. It annoys me we have to talk around it. I mean, your dad's proud to be from there. Your dad celebrates. Your dad's got the mustache. That's, that's um, then we went to... <laughs> the uh, second half of the Bills story about fans on the upper je- upper deck. Greg got a little blue, talking about uh, there were there were um, there were Bills fans who were warming each other's hands in each other's pants. Yeah, uh, and he used a, a term for that, which which middle schoolers use, but we're not allowed to use here. I'll just leave it at that. Um, we talked about this Obama story where one of the uh, one of the commentators called him a name that he should not have called him. He got he got banned. But if I had known we couldn't say this word, uh, the word is <laughs> which was has just been bleeped. If we weren't allowed to say that word, I would never have talked about the story. So we bleeped that several times. Uh, that word, um, a word a gynecologist would use as slang. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's got so. the word. And then prefix for a cat. And then we yes. And then uh, the story about a British person. British we, prison. A br- British prison. Uh, we use the word, uh, which I'm sure has just been. Let me see if I can. I can say this: cock-a-doodle-doo. <laughs> I think we can get away with that. I think uh, the first one was bleeped, but cock-a-doodle-doo is okay. I'm getting a thumbs up. Um, and then something about Fox News. I don't even know what that was, uh, and who cares? Fox News is the worst. Um, let's go to headlines. From front to back street, listen, we on a mission to get right. Working street corner in the midnight. That was Outcast. That was Outcast. That was number two of two in the songs that we are allowed to use from hip hop. The NFL is not let, letting us use our normal uh, front to back, you know, top to bottom hip hop that we like to do. I'm not happy about it, but we're going to see what the NFL has uh, for us instead. Right. They said they, they said they're going to fill in the, the blanks for us and see if we uh, see if we like it. Let's go. Let's start with our first headline, Greg. Yeah, I mean, if if you are a first time listener, the NFL keeps making up these crazy rules of songs. So, you know, we get we get two songs, ten seconds max, and now from now on, it's the NFL songs. It's, it's the NFL songs. I don't. I've ne- we've never heard these before. We're going to hear them as we go. In house songs. In house songs, uh, which are always, in my in my experience, are always pretty lame. Let's start with the first. Uh, story that happened in the middle of a game that while I was watching it, I knew this has to be on the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. RJVB. And that was William Gay, the Pittsburgh Steelers cornerback and a delightful guy, if you've ever heard him uh, speak. He's very funny, charming, nice guy. And he had a pick six of A.J. McCarron, the new Bengals quarterback after Andy Dalton got injured. And Brand new. Get excited, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. An Alabama quarterback has not won a NFL game in almost 30 years. And you know how many games Tulane quarterbacks have won? A lot. Like 30. Just saying. Tulane. Sean King, Patrick Ramsey, J.P. Lossman. Uh, William Gay got very excited when he got the uh, pick six, and we just thought it was funny uh, how much he was celebrating. So let, let's take a listen to it. It's, it this is amazing. On second and five, McCarron throws far side, intercepted, touchdown, Pittsburgh. Okay, this is a big play. He's dancing. It's a big play. He's he's doing the dance. It's a planned dance. That is William Gay's. He's got teammates around him. Now he kind of stops dancing. Return touchdown, and that ties in with Rod Woodson for the all-time lead. He stops dancing. Still celebrating, giving some high fives. Some of his teammates, and then. Uh oh! What's Gay happening here? He's in Cincinnati, mind you. He starts oh. dancing again. He's doing the whip. He does the whip, and then he gets the flag for the whip. Shaking hands. Now he goes back to the original dance, field. which is stunning. <laughs> a stunning display. He knows. <laughs> now the referee is describing to everyone the penalty. <laughs> now they cut to William Gay on his knees, swimming on the sidelines towards Joey Porter. Who is a coach, mind you, a coach who is also on his knees swimming towards William Gay after they've already gotten the penalty. I swear, Greg, when I saw this, when I saw this, I couldn't believe that no one on the Steelers' sideline was bothered at all. I thought I was watching a replay that was overdubbed with the explanation of the penalty. There's no way they would ignore the ref that much and keep on celebrating, but they did. But no, they did it. I love it. I mean, 
Joey Porter's got to be one of your all-time favorite Steelers. The fact that a coach literally got on his knees and started doing some sort of crab walk maneuver, or I don't know, towards William Gay as they're doing the celebration after they announce the penalty is one of the greatest things that's ever happened. It was amazing. And he also, he's got to go back on the field <laughs> in, in seconds. Uh, I, I loved it. And, of course, Joey Porter is definitely in my top ten, top ten Steelers of all time. Uh, love him. Love him on the sidelines. Love that whole play. That was, that was fantastic. And I think it would only be allowed against a team like Cincinnati mm. in Cincinnati. That makes it so much more hardcore. I love that Mike Tomlin did not care after the game when he brought it up. He's just like, that he's celebrating, yeah. and uh, I don't know. I just love uh, Greg Gumbel's reaction too. We were kind of talking, talking over, it and he was just <laughs> at one point he goes, and he continues his ridiculous celebration. <laughs> Everyone was delighted. It was I, it's the most delight I've seen since Antonio Brown kicked a punter in the face. Let's start the party. Let's start the party. What was that? What are they saying? Let's start barking let's or let's start, start the party. Let's start the let's start the party. God, I mean the NFL got their money's worth on that one. That is a that is a bad that's a bad. Song. And this isn't a bit. This is genuine, actual songs in the NFL music library that they said stop using that cool rap music that you kids listen to and start using some of our music. So mm-hmm. It's not a bit. It was, uh, it was ter- and I, you may have noticed, we forgot to mention this earlier, uh, we, we've had a, a, a theme change here, a compromise for mm-hmm. Greg's wife. Some people have been complaining about us screaming, oh, right. screaming the initials RJVP anytime someone says the Rosenthal Jessel McVanity Project. RJVP. So I decided that we're going to keep on doing it, but we're going to whisper it, which is a little creepy, a little aggressive, but I like it. No, no people have complained really other than Emika, but she yeah. hasn't liked it. She also doesn't like I always make her sound like kind of the bad guy on this show. That's not fair. My, one of my favorite moments, and we'll get to the next item of uh, news in a second. One of my favorite moments from dinner, and then it continued on all week, was at dinner my mom would occasionally just yell out, RJPP. <laughs> And then, uh, which really, which really delighted me, um, <laughs> and I think annoyed Emika. And then, the funny thing is, we were at dinner two nights later, and just occasionally, my mom would just I, something came up with you or the night, the other night when we were at the dinner, and and my mom would just go RSVP. <laughs> <laughs> she just kept going RSVP. It is. No, I think it's, it's really close. funny how much uh, how much your mom and your wife hate each other. <laughs> You, you uh, by the way, you had someone come up to you and say, say RJVP, right? In oh, yeah. Mall? When I was in the that's mall, amazing. I was buying Penguins jerseys. I mean, that's, you know, I get that all the time. But if it's you, it's amazing. No, but it's amazing because it's ours, because it's RJVP. You don't get RJVP all the time, do you? You don't have to You don't have to whisper it, Brandon, when we say RJVP. You have to say, do we need to explain the whole rules, Brandon? You've been gone too long. You say, you say if you say the whole name, Rosenthal and Justin McVanity Project, RJVP. RJVP. Yeah, I don't know how they do it in girls' soccer, but here at uh, here at RJVP, we have one way to do it. Um, I, yeah, I was amazed up, someone came up to you. They came up with the mall and said, I'm a big fan, RJVP. Um, but this is my thing. Please. Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, his thing this week was getting five sacks. Crushed it this week. Killed the Denver Broncos. Brock Osweiler, one of the best uh, defensive performances by a player I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, and then after the game, Derek Carr, their quarterback, was very appreciative of the moment. I see why they took you before me. Oh, man. That is – Carr, do not say things like that. This is another chapter. And he, he said it on camera, which bothers me. This is another chapter in the Anthony Jeselnik book on things quarterbacks should never say. He joins, he joins Andy Dalton. And he joins oh, what's his face from the uh, the Redskins? Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. I can't, I cannot stand these guys. And I love Carr. I, I like Carr. I'll say, but uh, I'll cut Carr some slack here because you can tell that he thinks about that draft every single day. The only way he would be like, I see why they took you before me after a five sack performance where they won the biggest game they won all season. It has to haunt him all the time. He looks haunted. <laughs> he looks like a gaunt, haunted man. As I'm haunted constantly by the many creatures that I've run over with my car. All them fish. That was. What is this? What are, what are you doing to us, Brandon? It only gets better from here, I promise. Wow. That's. I mean, that sounds like something I would play inside an aquarium. <laughs> What's our next headline, Greg? Jay Z was randomly 
bear in St. Louis last week at the Edward James Olmos uh, Arena. Is it? That's it's not really what it's called. It's, <laughs> I wish it was. Um, so good. The Edward Jones Dome in St. Louis. Possibly the second to last game ever in St. Louis. Uh, the crowd was electric for the Lions-Rams game, half half full. Ugh. Rams got their first win in a long time. And a lot of people were thinking, well, I guess I guess it was the presence of Jay-Z. And his, he was there for his client. who He owns Rock Nation, which is a sports agency now. And Todd Gurley is a new client of theirs. So he was there for him. And then after the game, he, he actually came in the locker room. And uh, we have a little sound of that. This right here, this is the build on that shit, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, this man, we got to go in the offseason. These positive, are some teammates yeah. talking. We can't go in there we're on the losers and losing this shit. Bro. Right. Hey, let's grind this week, man. Yep. Let's grind, man. Let Jay-Z break it down. Uh, come on, Jay, break us down, bro. Hell yeah. Come on, give us some. Give us some. Just let this be family. Family. Just let this be quick. Hell no. Tell me on three. Huh? Tell me on three. Let's go, ho. You got it. Where you go? Go. Tell me on three. One, two, three. Only Jay-Z could do it quite like that. Um, uh, this is funny to me. If you see the video, I didn't realize. I mean, Greg explained why Jay Z is there. To me, it, it seemed like the Rams summoned Jay Z like the Candyman, like when a group of grown men like all put their hands together and say the magic words, like uh, "Let's get it done, let's get it done." They pause and they say, "Come on, Jay Z." Then Jay Z will appear and join your circle. And just notice at the end that the video cuts off suddenly. You gotta assume Jay Z killed, killed the whole team. You gotta assume he killed the whole team. That's the price you pay for summoning the Candyman. I just, it seems so random to me, like of all places. But first of all, he was not interested in leading their breakdown. I mean, it, it was a little hard to understand, maybe just listening to the audio. But basically, it was some of the Rams players were saying, come on, Jay-Z, like you break it down. Maybe give us a little, a little ra- a little rhyme or something and then, you know, break it down one, two, three. And he was just kind of like in the back, like, no, I'm, I'm Jay-Z. It's like whenever we ask Anthony to do anything a little you know, out of the ordinary for the uh, for the vanity project. It would be like if you had me over to dinner and said, Anthony, why don't you say grace? <laughs> it would be about <laughs> as awkward as asking Jay-Z to rap, rap into, a, uh, into your victory circle at the end. It seems like a bad move for Jay-Z, though, to be in the Rams. Like, it's bad for – you're always worried about, you know, the Anthony Jeselik brand. You've got all sorts of rules about how that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, why would you want to be seen with, like, one of the most boring, losing – franchises right now in sports i'm not speaking out of school they haven't had a winning record in a, in a long long time it would be like it'd be like Ob- obama you know like addressing like the the jaguars special teams before the game giving them a big pop like this should be beneath jay-z well if you didn't want to do something embarrassing then you never should have gone to st louis in the first place to come town ladies sing this song <laughs> do da do da to come town racetrack five miles long oh do da day the nfl paid for that the NFL paid someone to do that. <laughs> Who is that? Well, they pro- I don't know if they got people in a studio and had a recording session. They probably bought the mu- music. I picture, I picture Goodell wearing headphones <laughs> outside the booth, nodding his head <laughs> while they break this down. It's been like, all right, guys, that was good. That was it. That was fire. I picture Goodell like the, like the guy in Empire, <laughs> like, uh, like sitting outside the booth and like, that's, that's fire. It's not there yet. You need passion. You need passion. That was. This is. This is only going to get worse. Brandon, you know what? Um, what's the next uh, totally inappropriate uh, video you should tape and then post on the internet without telling Anthony? Would should be his reactions while these songs are playing, because they're great. There's a genuine level of uh, antipathy. Very angry. I just think about the whole. T- when I listen to the songs, I just think about how long it took me to drive here. <laughs> the uh, the Los Angeles school s- district. Uh, L.A. Unified School District. Uh, I don't know if you've heard this story, Anthony, this week. Living That's in a Los serious Angeles. story. Yeah, I have. Uh, they had to close down all their schools on Tuesday uh, due to a credible terrorism threat or terror threat. And I, I heard this news right away. Uh, Ellis is not old enough. My daughter, name is Ellis, uh, your goddaughter, of course. Talk about her later in the show. She's not old enough to go to school uh, yet. And so she's going to preschool, so it didn't it didn't affect her. But it was a it was a big story. Anyone here at work that had kids, you know, had to change their plans, you know, or stay home for the day. Uh, and you know, one of the the things that really stuck out to me when I was reading uh, about it uh, was this passage in in the Associated Press story, which reads. 
The email threat, which authorities said was, quote, routed through Germany, but likely originated locally, was made nearly two weeks after a married couple inspired by Islamic State killed 14... Wait, 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 back up. Repeat that last part. This is the part that bothers me about about these people. Uh, It was routed, quote, routed through Germany, but likely originated locally, was made nearly two weeks after a married couple inspired by Islamic State... See, that's it. That's it, Greg. That's it, Greg. Married couple. We need to get these freaks out of our country. Let's travel travel on the planet. planet. <laughs> Finally, a good one. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, that—that's pretty great. Fine, I can throw away all my old, old Aqua CDs and just play that. That was—you uh, got a right. couple good ones, I promise. All right, I mean, maybe Goodell, maybe Goodell knew what he was talking, what he was doing. I mean, he people grow as a producer. I like, just, think what? of the Beatles' evolution, like throughout the years. Maybe Goodell. Behind the, behind That's the thing that impressed me so much about Goodell is you know during the day he's got football stuff to deal with. And then at night he gets in the studio and he grinds. He grinds it out. I mean, you know, all night long. All night long in the studio. I'm just waiting for you to say something that needs to be edited, but I think you avoided it. I've avoided it. Let's talk about uh, what happened in Carolina last week. I'm not talking about the 38 to nothing whitewash of the Falcons that the Panthers uh, put on them. About to go sixteen and zero, pretty cool story. If they honestly, if they go sixteen and one, it would be the most amazing thing. Six, ever. What lose? You mean fifteen? Like lose the first playoff? Game no, no, no. Or? I mean, if they if they w- go their whole season, and they and and they end before the playoffs, and they go sixteen and one, it would be incredible. That would be incredible. But what was also incredible in that game, Tony Carrenti, the referee, uh, was ready for the game to be over, and. There was a, a it's a little complicated to explain, but at one point there's three minutes left, there's a fourth and one play, and the Panthers tried to go for it with their backup, get the first down, and then, then the game's over. Everyone can get home. But they but they were stopped short. And Tony Carrenti, who's the official, did not realize his mic was hot. That's what we that's how we call it in the business, Anthony, if the mic is on and every yeah. everyone can hear it. Thank you. It, his mic was hot. And the television crowd and everyone at the stadium could hear it. And, and he was heard saying, all we needed was four inches and we can all go home. Let's give him some shh for that, Mr. Four Inches. And he was, he was, talking, to, uh, he was talking to one of his other referees, you know, yeah. calling him Mr. Four Inches. Referees joshing around with each other. Always like to see that. And don't talk to me about Tony Carrenti. Like, I don't know who he is. I got a Tony Carrenti poster on the wall. <laughs> Um, you know my theory about referees, Greg. You know no, my theory. I don't. My theory about referees in all sports, not just football, but they should be allowed to interfere with the game however they like, <laughs> according to their whims. I think they should leave their mics on the whole time. I want to hear them breathing when they're running down the sidelines. I want to hear them talking trash on each other. I want to hear them talking trash to players, making fun of other people, talking about you know what, what happened during their day, during halftime. And sure, you know people don't pay a lot of money to watch Tony Carrenti yet. <laughs> But I believe very strongly that they will. It's an untapped market. Don't hate. That's see, that's a great song. That's got a message that I can get behind. It's got a sweet beat. Goodell, way to go on that one. I know that's early period Goodell, if that's late Goodell, but whatever it is, uh, he earned his stripes in that one. That's why that's why, ladies and gentlemen, he's the commish. Yeah, I, this if ever there was a and please don't tweet at the NFL. By the way, that's the message Anthony gave you last week. If you want to continue this program, don't but tweet I, at the I, NFL out, out of anger. Don't tweet at the NFL out of anger, saying where's our RJVP, where's the Rosenthal and Jessel McVanity project RJVP. RJVP. But you need to if you if you like something, and I think Goodell doesn't get enough praise for his music, and I think that he should. I think because they haven't really shined a spotlight on it, they've been kind of waiting until he has a few years under his belt. I I'm his just controversies a, go away. I'm of the mind, though, that the lower on the radar that we stay, probably the better. Like, I, I don't know if he's going to quite want the world to be celebrating his music. It's a very serious job that he has, you know, to, for it to really get out there and word to get back that his number one podcast uh, on Wednesdays 
is talking about it. So I'll use an example. When Bernie Williams retired from the Yankees, he put out an album of, uh, of classical guitar music, and it was amazing. And I just thought, Bernie, if you'd been playing that in the outfield, I would have been a Yankees fan. You know, I think that Goodell, why hide this? Why keep this buried now? People will love you for it. People are going to love you for it. People love Steve Smith. I love Steve Smith, even though he's a, even though he's a Raven. He's the only Raven I like. Him and Rod Woodson, historically, only Ravens that I've ever liked. Although no one will ever think of him as a Raven after he retires. I won't anyways, even though there's been I some won't. good there's some good memories. He, he's a Panther to me, and he's sure. a Panther for life. And he's one of the best quotes and one of the best guys the NFL's seen, I think, over the last decade. An amazing trash talker. And even though he's out for this season uh, due to injury and may not be coming back, he was supposed to retire this year. Now it's up in the air. He might try to make a comeback. Even though he's out, he's still providing some great quotes. He's doing some charity work. And so he was talking to some Baltimore reporters this week about the Christmas season. And he had a little message uh, for a little guy named Santa Claus. It's a great quote. And he said, if you come down my, you come down my chimney in the middle of the night, that's going to be your last delivery. So, so hardcore. I love Steve Smith. I can picture him saying it. Like kind of sounding mean, but also like have a little bit of a smile. I love it. And what I love the most is that I did not know that Steve Smith was such a militant Jew. <laughs> like it just it hates, hates Christianity in general. I mean, that's not even, that's not what he said about Santa Claus. There's other quotes about what he said about Jesus. If Jesus ever comes near me, I'm going to take his head clean off. I think was the quote. <laughs> that did not happen. You know, what? My, my even better quote than Steve Smith is what Santa Claus responded. He said, uh, Santa, Santa, they, they got asked, him on record. They asked Santa. They said, Santa, what do you think about Steve Smith? Santa, Santa replied, you, fe- you feeling froggy? Then jump. I wish you would. I wish you would. <laughs> oh, see, see, here's why I like that song. It's because if you know Goodell like I do, you know he can play the xylophone like a mean mother. <laughs> Goodell plays the xylophone like 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 a centipede. You know what I mean? He's got like a, it's like he's got a thousand limbs with to play it, and that was just him showing off. I don't think that was even really a song. I think that was just him messing around before they actually like got in the studio. And I I just thought it was great stuff. I think it's a great a, a B side from uh, Goodell and the Gadets. That's his band. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Hey, I feel like the joke, the ba- you know, the conversation about each headline gets shorter and shorter just because Anthony wants to get to that next hot track. Oh, I don't even know what the hot track is going to be. I just get excited when I hear it. I mean, I'm a music fan. All right, I like two things: music and Roger Goodell, and this combines them. Serena Williams, uh, not one of those two things, but someone that I am a big fan of. I'm a huge tennis fan. This is not a bit or anything. Uh, tennis very ignored in, in America these days. Serena Williams on her way, if she's not already the greatest player of all time and coming off one of her best seasons of all time this week was named the Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. Well-deserved. I was a little worried that her loss in the U.S. Open would have you know, kind of canceled her chance out for this. It was an awesome cover. That's the only thing that made it questionable was that was that loss at the end. The only thing that made it questionable. But, but she, she still she, won three Grand Slams. Of course, clearly deserved it. I couldn't think of who would be in second place. Who else could have taken that picture looking great on the uh, whatever you call it? Yeah, it looks the amazing. Th- She's, a beautiful, She's a beautiful woman. And yet somehow people, there was a big contingent and a controversy that came up when she was named Sportsperson of the Year from the horse community. And it was it was vocal, it was aggressive, and there was a lot of fans of American Pharaoh, who was the horse this year that won uh, the Triple Crown, right? Yeah. And they were very upset that Serena Williams won the award over a horse. Which is in- insane to me. Again, I'm, I'm going to say, I think as a lot of things are, I, I believe it's a little bit of racism. I think it's insane <laughs> that you would want a horse to be Sportsman of the Year. But I think the easy fix here, put Serena on the horse. You put Serena on the horse, put the horse like have the horse standing on a tennis court, you know what I mean, like straddling the the net, and have her holding a racket and then a whip in one hand, <laughs> like hitting the horse and then like hitting a serve with the other hand. Ooh. I think that would have settled it right away. But I'll tell you right now, what a sold, that's for sure. Oh my god, oh my god, a centerfold like you would like you'd fold out and it would just be the horse and her. 
and that that's I mean that's better than the swimsuit issue. But you know who really should have been sportsman of the year? Touchdown, Airbud. I mean, Airbud's just done so much for so many people for so many years that I think it would almost be like it's almost like someone, when someone gets an Oscar, they get it for like their body of work, right. not just for that last performance. That would have been uh, Airbud on the cover of SI would have been uh, would have been fantastic. Right. I don't think it's necessarily just for Airbud, uh, Golden Retriever. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily um, for what was it? Uh, you mean Airbud Golden Receiver? Golden Receiver. <laughs> that that would be a much better uh, better title. Touchdown. Airbud or Airbud spikes back. That was a good one. Touchdown, Airbud. Well, see, that's volleyball. The touchdown doesn't apply, really. Uh, that would, that, that's more Brandon's. Uh, you know, that's his game. I've <laughs> gone from volleyball now to soccer, basketball. I'm curious what the next sport. Bra- is. Brandon, I think uh, probably badminton. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Brandon was insistent that I got in the uh, Airbud spikes back plug. I like that. Are they getting longer? <laughs> they are getting longer, uh, per my request. I, that sounds like, that sounds like Goodell edited to keep Greg's job, but uh, but I'll go with it. Greg, uh, Star Wars is coming out on Friday. Yeah, are it's our excited? last headline. Thursday night, right? Were you, well, thir- you- Thursday night, but uh, the, the, the you know it comes out the night before. But Friday's the, Friday's the big day. But Thursday night is I think Thursday night's all sold out. But are you are you gonna be uh, are you gonna be waiting in line? No, I'm Sorry. not. I'm not going to Star Wars. The whole thing annoys me. Have you seen all the other six Star Wars movies? I have not seen the last three. Okay. I mean, I saw the first. You know, I saw the the three original ones when yeah, I was a kid. The good ones. I wouldn't say they ever grabbed me. I was definitely not against them or in any way, but I wasn't one of those sort of Star Wars kids. Like you were, you were. We were talking about the Avengers the other night, or. I think it was Batman Return, and I haven't seen like any. I haven't seen any of those movies. Yeah, you don't like superhero movies. You don't like action, like, like dumb ha- action movies. I could see a dumb action movie. What's the last one you saw? Well, it would have been with you, probably like Pacific Rim, or something like that. I can't believe it. I can't believe we saw that movie together. I hated that movie. Um, I I see every bad any. The worse it looks, the better. Like the more excited I get about it. If Vin Diesel's in it. Yeah. Would it be down? Like I saw the last Witch Hunter in theaters, which no one. I did. see. I would see I that more like if those. it has a potential to be so bad it's good, maybe, or or just kind of fun. Like I would love Mad Max. I'm going to see that. I'm annoyed that, that I my, didn't my see it in the theater. theater. So good. But star- like I can never get over the fact that that we're adults, like watching other adults in plastic outfits, and then people leave the theater like, oh no, the Avengers. That's really good. Check out that one. That's gonna change your mind. When half of the movie are guys running around in like silly, funny outfits, like Robert and people are like, oh no, but it's good. There's you know, there's good acting. There's good action. Like, at at what point like is it isn't it okay for adults to just turn that off and and have absolutely no imagination maybe for to get into that like it's totally ridiculous that they're running around with superpowers there's a million books in the world that i'll never get to read there's a million great movies or documentaries that i'll never get to see like just spend your time on that spend your time on the kids I, something I, I i see i thought you were always upset that like the people who went to go see the movies were dressing up that like people would get like dress up like obi-wan that too to that's see. even worse um no you, you just don't like people you don't like to have like a high wardrobe budget in your film, you want all the actors to be wearing their own clothes, or just like, or just smocks. I could go with a period piece; that would be fine because it would make sense for the period. But there was never a period uh, where, like, some super strong guy was picking up buildings and throwing it down because he got too angry and ripped off his shirt. Like that, that never, that never happened. And I know that never happened. So when I'm watching those movies, I never can get past the fact that that's Mark Ruffalo in a totally preposterous outfit. Like, doesn't he feel stupid? Okay, so like how I can't watch musicals because when they all start singing, I'm like, this is so dumb. You're like that, yes. but for little girls. <laughs> You're like that version of it where you just can't, you can't set aside your sense of wonder and be like, oh, wow, that's Superman. Or like, that's Batman kicking ass. You can't, you can't get into that. No. I mean, if, if you could come up with some sort of scenario where it's really well written and it somehow makes sense in, in the world that we live in, then maybe I could get into there have it. Been. I bet a if couple you, of those I bet if you like saw that. I bet if you saw Captain America Winter no, Soldier. Captain America so 2 The Winter Soldier, you would love it. It was a great it was a great movie. Um I actually had tickets for Friday. I was going to see Star Wars at noon on Friday. I bought tickets in advance and now I had to give them away because I have to go shoot something that I'm doing as a favor much like this podcast. Go and ask the maker. 
That's a, that's an interesting song. Um, if you know Goodell as well as I do, you know that people call him the Big Kahuna, and he's always wanted like a theme song. Like whenever he walks into a room, he kind of looks around a little bit, like why aren't they playing this? And I never realized what he was talking about or what he was hoping for until I heard that song. That's go and ask the Big Kahuna. Big Kahuna. Sure is. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a good one. Again, Goodell knocked it out of the park. Uh, a lot of people talk about producer of the year for him, and I mm. can uh, I can see it happening. I I don't know who would go. Uh, who else would who else would be there? Sydney, maybe she did a great job last week for producer of the year. I mean, that's a podcast, but she did a great job on the sound. Remember? Yeah, she was great. Uh, I don't know if I, if she was so good, or if I'm just comparing her to what I'm used to. Uh, but she was good. Maybe LP from Run the Jewels. But uh, but I think uh, Goodell. And what are the chances of us getting Goodell in here to actually produce the podcast? Just for maybe like our like our Super Bowl show, just to get him in here. Why not? Should be pretty easy, right? Yeah, I'll send him an email. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Actually, it's not an email. It's one of those things where you like put a thing in a tube and then stick <laughs> it, and it flies up. But he he reads everything. He yeah. Reads it all. Well, you'll see. You'll maybe see him in the elevator, the escalator, wherever it is that you often run into. I take both. You know, I, I you know I want to work out, but I also I'm in a rush. Our hot take of the week, sponsored by no one, uh, is provided by Chuck Pagano this week, who I who I really like as a quote and as a as a guy. I don't know if he's the best coach in the world, but I, I like the way he sounds. I can tell why his players love him. And they asked him about the probability at this point that he is not going to be the coach of the Colts next season. And his response to that was, they can't eat you. They can't eat you. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. So if the worst thing is a year from now, let's say I'm in Boise playing with my granddaughters, I'm going to be fine. That's true. You know, a lot of a lot of football coaches do get eaten by the owners after they're fired. They do. They are uh, eaten and consumed. It's in the contract. But with Pagano, you just can't eat them. You know what I mean? Edited because I used the c word. See, I can picture Goodell. I can picture them playing, and he, Goodell's like, he needs a little something extra. He needs a little something extra. You know what I mean? That's kind of a more of a merengue. And then he threw in kind of the uh, the industrial yeah. kind of thing at the end. That's a big a trademark of the G-Man. Well, the NFL celebrates the Hispanic Heritage Month, and uh, that was just part of the whole package. I just realized that's why they call him the Big Kahuna, not the Big Kahuna, because it's Goodell with a G. Ah. That's, that, I, I, that's now I get it. good. Now I always the, feel like an idiot. The T-shirts make more sense now. Uh, our Ask Anthony segment this Ooh. week, the question is provided by Craig R. Uh, if you uh, wanted to find him on Twitter, CFR624, at CFR264. Why would you want to find him on Twitter? I don't know. I'm just making sure. It's nice to give him a shout-out, but no one's going to be like, oh, i got to look that guy up. You were, you were very angry when I didn't give uh, one of the people a shout-out, so I'm just making sure. Craig asked, Ooh. what are Anthony's thoughts on a version of the – Will Smith concussion movie coming out featuring a retired Air Bud. Touchdown, Air Bud. I mean, I would, I would be so happy because the movie concussion does not look good to me. All right, I don't like the way we're talking about. You don't like the, them in costumes when they put on like a ridiculous accent for the whole movie. Will Smith, you don't talk like that. <laughs> Will Smith, maybe if you were on the phone, I'd be like, that's a really good, that's a really good accent, Will Smith. But in a whole movie, talk like yourself. Maybe in the beginning have the accent and then someone like, you know, like you see something from someone's point of view where they kind of like make it into his own. You ever seen a movie where they talk in like, they talk in a different language and then all of a sudden they just phase it into no. English to make it happy, make people okay? Then you've not seen as much science fiction as I have. I don't like, I don't like the movie Concussion. But if Air Bud, if it was Air Bud Concussion. <laughs> Touchdown. Which was, Air Bud. that's basically the basketball version was Air Bud Concussion. Then, first of all, I'm going to say if a golden retriever has a concussion, how would you know? You know, I mean, there's no protocol. They always seem like they have concussions anyway. They don't really know what's going on. They can't really follow. <laughs> they can't really follow instructions. They would never be allowed to play. Um, I I think the whole movie would be lawyers arguing over which sport did the most damage, because Airbuds played every sport, and every sport he plays involves going face first without a helmet, even though we have the technology to give him a helmet. Like Airbud tortured himself in front of us for years, and we loved it. But now where are we? When Airbud needs us, now where's the applause? And I have to say that my favorite part of the movie would be when Airbud kills himself. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Airbud Air is Can one of America's greatest treasures. He's following us both on. That's, tw- that's he's following us both on Twitter now. That's the tragedy. Airbud trying to work a shotgun. So he'd be like the. 
<laughs> he would be the Mike Webster of of the concussion movie, essentially. I think he'd be like more like edited for just the right amount of Airbud. Like Webster was like too early. Airbud knows what's happening to him. That's the tragedy of Airbud. I think we were good until then. We have to cut that out. I I think. You guys can believe it. I won't have I won't have any cuts to my Airbud. And you know what? And every cut has to just be filled in with touchdown Airbud. <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> By the way, no one, no one is going to see that movie. I am not saying this from a perspective of that I work for the NFL, and obviously it's an uncomfortable movie for the NFL. I don't care about that. I just am predicting that movie is going to tank because who wants to go see a movie about concussions on December 25th? No one wanted to see Will Smith as Muhammad Ali when that came out on Christmas. They're definitely Great not going to want him to. You know, I remember, remember working for Paul Hall. Yeah, Greg and I, our first internship out in L.A., we worked for a place called Hallway Pictures, uh, a guy named Paul Hall who produced mostly uh, movies uh, with a, with an African-American audience in mind. You know, movies for everybody, but he, we would get a lot of uh, movies about slavery. Do you remember that? We would, he would get screenplays about slavery, and he once sat us down, and he goes, guys, and he was like giving us advice. He wasn't like mad at us. He was, guys, white people do not want to sit in a movie theater for two hours and listen to how f- they are. <laughs> It was like no slavery movies, no movies about racism. Like we cannot have that. And the and concussion is just people sitting in a theater listening to how screwed up they are for watching football. No one is going to want to see that movie ever. This is why I keep you around. See I, that I do remember now that you're telling me that it happened. I would have never remembered that ever happened, and that was great. Paul Hall was great, but he was the best. Whenever I hear it, when I see a movie like Twelve Years a Slave, I'm like, do people do not want to sit in a theater mm. and listen to how screwed up they he, are? He did make Shaft. Fifty-nine miles to Jacksonville. <laughs> Edited by Goodell or Goodell, and uh, now we have fifty-nine miles to Jacksonville, yeah. which has got to be. We only heard the chorus there. That's got to be a racist song. He, I guarantee every verse is just about hey, how racist. Here was his plan. Hey, here, listen to Lucinda Williams's album and copy it as poorly as possible. I just was come a- up with a city, come up with some sort of travel. And then put it together, and that's a wannabe Lucinda Williams song. I will not have it. One of 50, my favorites. 59 Miles to Jacksonville is like the least romantic thing you could ever say. We're uh, like 59 miles away from the worst place in the world. All right. We almost, we almost forgot our listener of the week on iTunes. Oh. Yo, yo Man 3445325. You know, it doesn't really come off the, fall off the tongue too easily, but I like this uh, comment, and we encourage everyone to leave comments on iTunes. You guys have done a great job with that. We have a ton of comments. And that helps us in the ratings and all this stuff. And uh, Yo Man says, I got into a car accident while typing this review, which continues to be a problem for our listeners. They are laughing so hard. They get into accidents, and they tweet us pictures and send us pictures. So so we feel for you, but we appreciate the five stars. And he says, Anthony, funny as shh. And Greg with the best supporting role of 2015. That's what I want to say to all our RJVP listeners. If you are listening to it, don't be driving around. You're going to get in a car accident. Put your car in your garage. Close the door. <laughs> make sure the heat's on. And then just sit back and, and just drift Turn it off. On. Drift off listening to the Rosenthal and Jesselnick Vanity Project. RJVP. All right. Let's let's talk uh, every week we do uh, movie recommendations or book recommendations. Last week. Uh, yeah, we, we do recommendations. You know, we talked about uh, what shows we would like to see this week. Uh, it's going to be... A little bit different. You're going to do anti-recommendations. You're going to tell me about a movie not to see. Yeah, I, I, I never walk out of movies. I rarely walk out of things. But I, I've walked out of many live shows. I, I cannot stand plays or musicals. Um, and it, and it, I get like a, I get a rush out of walking out. It's like I made this decision. I'm not going to sit here and waste my time anymore. Feels I good. walked out of Macbeth. I saw Macbeth mm. the movie, the Fassbender movie, Fassbender movie, uh, Macbeth. And I was very excited for it. I loved the play. Uh, and I, I love Fassbender. I love all the actors involved, and I could not stand it. It is Shakespeare, which I like, but everyone, every single character, no matter what the situation or what's going on, is whispering. <laughs> every line is whispered, and it just drove me nuts where I thought, like, you know what? It's, I've got another hour left in this. I'm just going to get up and leave, and I got more joy out could of Could you leaving. hear them? Oh, yeah, you could hear them, but it was just, it just it was too much. It was too much. That I, I couldn't stand it, and I got up and left, and I was more I was happier mm. that I left than I ever would have been uh, entertained by any movie. 
Shakespeare. I mean, you're you you're the title of your first album is called Shakespeare. You're mm-hmm. such a Shakespeare fan. You were really. I mean, you were genuinely uh, an addict uh, when we were in college. A Shakespeare nut, and now it seems like. Maybe you're falling a little bit out of love with Bill. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've kind of, you know, I've read the plays that I like, and I know them well enough that it's tough to watch. It would take a lot for me to go see mm. uh, Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare play now. I still like the quotes, but I can't, I can't sit down and go, go front to back. Oh, your girlfriend's wearing a mustache; you can't recognize her. I get it. That's not a comedy. My my uh, anti recommendation is very specific to adults who are considering going to Frozen on Ice without children. Because those people do exist. And if you listen to last week's episode, I talked a little bit about how I was going to go to Frozen on Ice on Friday. You wanted to come. I wanted by to the come way. badly. Just you to... always come up with big ideas. You also say you want to dress up as Santa. Uh, <laughs> come I over thought to about my house for Christmas. Santa, but I don't want to freak out your kids because Santa's kind of scary. You know, that would be hilarious. I don't, don't want to weird them out. But I would do. I want to do fun things with with my god kids. Yeah. And you keep cutting me out. They had. She had her. She had her uh, Christmas pageant. That's at right. School, That's which you didn't tell me about. I would have gone to that. I don't have a real job. I I've got my days free, <laughs> and I want to be a part of my godchild's life, and you won't let me. I mean, I could sue. You should have. You would have really enjoyed because we're not religious at all, my my wife and I. But she goes to a Methodist church, um, preschool, and I mean they really do it up. They like are acting it out where there was an actual baby playing the role of baby Jesus that was walking up, you know, to the manger or <laughs> whatever. I don't. I'm not. I don't know. And I was just thinking, like, that's a lot of pressure on that baby in that spot. Sure. That's your first role? Yeah. Where baby, do you go from there? Baby playing Jesus? I mean, nowhere. I mean, I, if you can find me an actor who played baby Jesus and then went on to become anything <laughs> other than a, a damn heroin addict, I'd love to hear it. We, we've gotten well off track here. Frozen on Ice. Went there. Had a much better time than I expected because it's awesome to just spend time one-on-one with your with your kid and just have sort of a, you know, it's not the whole family. It's just me and Alice. And she was so happy, like, during intermission, you could just tell her mind was like going a, you know, a million miles an hour and talking and so excited. And she was excited all day. And it was great to see that. But there was like nothing in me. Like people are like, oh, but did you enjoy the show? And I was like, like nothing, would have, it would have, nothing would have occurred to me less than to think about trying to enjoy the, the Frozen on ice. Like a bunch of Disney characters if you didn't know the story, it makes no sense. They're literally just playing the movie and like the, the people are dancing around like sort of mouthing the words to Wait, it. Wait, are they playing the movie like on a screen? So you're watching the movie? And no. It's just like audio from the movie which they've edited in such a way that, you know, they cut out parts of it because it's not, I don't think it's quite that long. They cut out parts of it. But it's basically them, you know, doing sort of the things. I'm, I'm mimicking it right now. While the movie, you just hear the audio, and they're and they're doing while they're doing figure skating jumps. Is it good figure skating? Like, are they like? Are you like, oh wow, that was a yeah, that was a, pretty good. That was an axle. You yeah, I mean, they that. do some they do some jumps and whatnot. But I saw some like during intermission, I saw like some groups of adults, and some of them were pretty young, that did not have children with them. And all I was thinking was like. You know, grandma and grandpa better be back with the kids at their seats, or else those people should be put on a list. No, they were probably high as balls. Where have you been? I've looked all over this pile. I hoped that your heart would stay with me a while. I love you still, even though we are apart. That was uh, that was Goodell's mom. He kind of threw her a bone and said, "All right, mom, hop in the studio. I'll let you do one track." One track only. And that's kind of how she sings. It's how she talks. If you ever get her on the phone, it sounds a lot like that. And I have. Um, let's, uh, let's do some predictions, Greg. Uh, this week, uh, again, I have not repeated any of my, uh, my prediction uh, buckets. I'm going to go ahead and say too loudly into the microphone. Uh, this week, I've got a new game called Put It in Perspective. Mm. All right? We, we talk a lot about football. We don't often get a chance to put it in perspective. Uh, so you go ahead. And you, <laughs> what, is it, what does that even do, mean? Let's do put three it in four perspective. Picks. It's just a game, I'm saying. Okay. You know, kind of like Chuck Pagano. He was putting it in perspective. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. With the cancer. Um, but this, is, this doesn't all have to be cancer-related. Let's, uh, let's just just give me your uh, – give, give me a pick, and then I'll give you one of mine. But I'll put it in perspective for you. Uh, my first pick this week of the Buffalo Bills over the Washington Redskins. The Redskins have something to play for. 
they're fighting for the NFC East title. Bills are basically out of it. But just watch the teams. At their peak, the Bills are a better team. Bills are going to win that game. Okay. Okay. Um, that's not a bad pick. Uh, I'm going to put it in perspective. You know, at first, at first I thought Denver at Pittsburgh sounded like a fun game. The best defense in the league versus the hottest offense in the league. But then I put things in perspective. Child slavery, Greg. 168 million kids are engaged in child labor, and 85 million of those little whippersnappers are working under hazardous conditions. Mm. When you think about it like that, when you put things into perspective, <laughs> Steelers win big at home. Do you have another uh, prediction? Yeah, I do. The Green Bay Packers this week coming off uh, an impressive performance. New offensive coordinator, uh, rather new play caller, Mike McCarthy, the coach, took the play calling duties back, basically said, to the offensive coordinator. You're not doing a good job. We need to run the ball more. It worked last week. It's going to work again against the Raiders. Derek Carr is not coming up to Khalil Mack in the in the locker room this time. Packers win big over Oakland. Okay. Packers over Oakland. Even they had Oakland over Denver last week, even Packers are going to take That was it. a big-time upset pick by me last that week. That was a big, and I, I, I was uh, I was fully, fully into it. Uh, <sighs> Greg, the Niners can't seem to do anything right this season. And Cincinnati has a lot to prove on the road this weekend, but it got me thinking. Elder abuse. <laughs> Did you know that one in ten senior citizens suffers physical abuse from a relative or a caregiver? And the vast majority of these cases go unreported while the victims suffer quietly and forgotten. When I think about those poor human beings, it really puts things in perspective. And i got to say, the 49ers pull this one out at home against the Bungles. The Arizona Cardinals this week playing on Sunday night football against Philadelphia. And it's in Philadelphia. We're sending uh, one of our great writers, Connor Orr, to go cover it. And he thinks he thinks Philly's going to win this game, but I disagree. I think the Arizona Cardinals are the best team in the NFL. I think they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to win the Super Bowl. And it uh, wouldn't surprise me if they wound up having a rematch with your Pittsburgh Steelers in, in the Ooh. Super Bowl. I think Arizona destroys Philadelphia on Sunday night. I like that. I like, I like everything you said there. Uh, I just hope Carson Palmer can stay healthy, which is a huge jinx. Uh, Greg, um, Carolina Panthers visiting New York to play the Giants has all the hallmarks of a classic game. The Panthers are chasing history, but the Giants have a little history of their own when it comes to stopping undefeated teams, if you know what I mean. Greg, nod your head. Okay. But then I started thinking about how stupid football is when you consider that 24% of crystal meth users are under the age of 18. And the meth is the highest relapse rate of any drug. It's almost like it's not even worth trying to quit. The odds are so stacked against you. And when you put it into perspective, it looks like the Panthers are going to keep on rolling in the win column. Chicago Bears this week coming off a brutal loss. Robbie Gold, back-to-back weeks, he's missed a field goal to cost him a chance to go to overtime. It's been tough. And the Minnesota Vikings, they're really in position to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to make it. I think they're going to stub their toe down the stretch. Maybe they make the playoffs, but they're not going to win this game. I think the the Chicago Bears pull off a big division upset over Minnesota. Wow. Wow. (sighs) Here's my last one. Finally, the beaten and bruised Baltimore Ravens play host to the red-hot Kansas City Chiefs. And even though 341,000 car accidents were caused by texting and driving, and every day in this country alone, nine people are needlessly killed by texting and driving accidents, That'll just make it all the sweeter when Baltimore pulls off the upset against KC. And that was putting it in perspective. The man can conduct an orchestra. Goodell can do anything. When I saw him wearing the white gloves the first time, I was like, "What, Raj, Raj, what are those all about? And he said, just wait and see. And we walk into the next room, full-blown orchestra, and Goodell just starts waving around. I don't even know how it works, but it was beautiful. It was impressive. It was. If He's there a magician. Is, if there is a God, if there is a God, then he answers to Roger Goodell. Uh, Greg, before we get out of here, uh, we haven't really talked, uh, and not we haven't really gotten into detail about uh, about the God kids. How are how are my God kids, uh, Walker and Ellis? Yeah, I was tough this morning because she was supposed to go to her school, and I was supposed to read to her entire class. But she's not feeling. 
very well lately. So I still wanted to. It's called the mystery reader, and I, this week I was the mystery reader, and that's like a special thing. And I wanted tell me it more. 